don't think about leadership when they own a small business. So I've got an expert and we're going to talk about why it's important to be a leader when you're a small business owner and franchisee. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. All right, audience, I am really jazzed to have an expert on leadership with us. Uh, Luke and I have known each other for well over a year now. Uh, he has the experience of being a franchisee. He, he was the first, he shares that common bond with me that he was the first franchisee in the United States for the, for the brand that he purchased. He successfully exited, exited when the company changed strategies and wanted to own all the territories themselves. Uh, so he had a successful exit. Uh, he, is, uh, he has been a firefighter for almost 20 years. Uh, and we uh, we thank him for his service, uh, uh, a phenomenal, just a phenomenal commitment to uh, to volunteering. Uh, and today we're going to talk about leadership, the importance of leadership uh, in in small business ownership. Uh, and we consider franchisees uh, small business owners. And so Luke has been training and coaching people, uh, franchisees on leadership. And that's why I thought it'd be really, really valuable to have him on the program with us. So Luke, thanks for being with me. I appreciate it. Don, I appreciate you having me on. It's always good to be able to talk about leadership and, and franchising in particular. Yep. And Luke uh, has come on board to collaborate with Franchise Building Expert, FBE. Uh, so Luke, in addition to being a trainer and a coach in the leadership segment of franchising, he is also a consultant helping people find the right franchise, which uh, Clearly, for some people, that that is their challenge. They're not in the right franchise, but that's a topic for another uh, another show. So, um, so hey, Luke, because you've you've been a franchisee, you've been there, done that, as I like to say it. Let's just get started talking about, um, you know, what was your what was your thoughts and your vision when you first started, and and how did that work out? You've been you've successfully exited. So, what was your vision? What were your thoughts when you first got started? Well, when I first got started, it was back in 1998, um, and I was not the ideal franchisee for Image First, and and it was a father and son company, Jerry and Jeff Burstein, but I had worked with them for a year in another division, and my family and I had some some reasons that we were moving back to Cincinnati, and I began my job search, and about two weeks into that, Jerry came to me and, and we were having a conversation. He said, we're starting to sell franchises. Would you like to be the first? And man, that hit, it hit two nails on the head for me. Number one, it got me back to Cincinnati. But number two, after being in, in the corporate world for seven years, I knew that I wanted to get out on my own doing something. And this was a perfect opportunity to do it. Um, and being their first franchisee, I knew they had a little more stake in the game yeah. because yeah. I had to be successful in order for them to be able to spread elsewhere. 
Awesome. Awesome. And I, uh, I've had some conversations with, uh, with people through social media about the feeling that in some cases in general, franchisors um, are just wanting to put more people out there and aren't that con concerned about the, the success of their franchisees. So as, as you match people to franchises, as our company matches people to franchises, we want to be sure that the culture is there of, of, of helping franchisees. So, um, so as you entered, um, what were, you know, what do you think was one of your biggest challenges and what were, what do you think was one of your biggest uh, successes? My biggest challenge was the sales end of it to be able to, try and find pain points. I came from an engineering background. So I came from strictly numbers and, and, and I had to learn a little bit of sales when we would do a new um, time, time frame installation for a, for a particular line. You had to, you had to sell it while we were doing it. Um, so the sales end of it was the most difficult to begin with. And I was fortunate that they sent uh, Mark Sussman, who was their sales director at the time. They sent him out every other week and he would spend four days with me teaching me what it was like to be in the trenches. And again, they, they probably didn't do that for every franchise after me, but they, they did that with me for the first six months. He was with me every other week for at least, uh, at least three days and usually four. So he taught me the ropes. We also made a, a switch in there because we started by focusing our daily search around a, a particular hospital. Um, you know, all the doctors are around there. So we set our, our sales day up for, for that situation. What we came to realize though, is that was about the time that uh, surgery centers became popular. Hmm. Hospitals didn't want to do surgeries where people could walk out. So ambulatory surgery centers became big and, we didn't rent to hospitals because we didn't want patients on our, on our sheets and wearing our gowns for more than two, three, four hours at a time. So instead of focusing on the hospitals, we switched and made sure that we were focusing on surgery centers and hit surgery centers to begin with. And one of my very first big clients, well, they were my big client for about two years uh, was called the urology group in Cincinnati. And we started them right, right from their beginning as well. And they grew into about a $3,000 a week account. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, being willing, having the personality and the willingness to be a pioneer, uh, that's a lot of people have called me a pioneer because I was the first one out there doing it. And, and so that willingness to be a pioneer actually has some real benefits because the franchisor will really pour more into you. And you got the opportunity to strategize. This is one of the things I loved about what I did. I got the opportunity to really impact the overall brand in the United States because I was one of the early ones and they wanted to tap into that. And you had that, you had that same experience. Well, we did the same thing because I was not their ideal franchisee and, and their ideal was someone who already owned a local or regional uh, dry cleaner or laundromat or uh, something okay. like that to fill in capacity um, with the medical linen. And I didn't have any capital equipment. And in the 20 years that I worked or that I owned Image First, I never owned a piece of capital equipment. Mm, uh, we, okay. we, we subcontracted all of that out. 
uh, to somebody who was in the healthcare laundry field already. So we knew that their processes were in place and we build up other systems and kind of build a, 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 a sub operations manual mm-hmm. for the non-ideal franchisees like me. And they ended up with a handful of others. That's cool. That's cool. So let's transition then into, uh, and this will lead us into the leadership, you know, the, the having leadership skills or recognizing you need them. So what do you think today? Um, you know, you're deep into the franchise industry in a couple of different ways. You're talking to a lot of people about 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 becoming a, a business owner through franchising. You're coaching franchisees. So what do you think it takes, you know, one or two things what do you think it takes to be successful in uh, in business now, to be that entrepreneur uh, in, in a franchise concept? Yeah, what it takes is to actually become the CEO of your small business that happens to own a franchise. You're an entrepreneur, whether, and when you're in franchising, you basically are buying the operations manual, you're buying the brand name, and you're buying some support along the way. Um, but it's still up to you to be the CEO of your company and to drive your company. You're, one of the biggest things that I see uh, new franchisees, and they, they may, started, may have started like I did as an owner-operator. It was, it was my job. It was a great job mm-hmm. that I was building up, but it was my job to begin with. It wasn't until I became a fire chief and saw that leadership actually transfers from organization to organization. And the more leadership that you can instill in a small business, the greater you'll be able to grow it. Yep. And there are, you know, there are different models in in franchising. I think the the traditional model truly has been what you just described. You're an owner operator. You you step into the business. And depending on where you build it to will depend on how many people you might have to hire and, and, and manage. But there's also the there's also the manager uh, owner or owner manager type business where you're you're really not uh, you're, you're there every day, but you're really not doing the business. You're really hiring people to do the business. And I think that one and probably the, the semi absentee passive where you're you're really not in the business every day, but you've still got to lead the the managers. You've still got to lead the leaders. So, um, so that that's awesome. Um, so let's talk. Let's shift that gear. Then um, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about what you are, what you're doing. Um, you know, let let's shine the light on some of the challenges, these leadership challenges that the business owners are, and and even franchise owners, franchisees. Are having where? Where would you start there? What do you think are a couple of things, Luke? Uh, a couple of things, and it it depends on where you are in the maturity of your franchise ownership. Um, but as you're transferring, it, the first two years, first three years, you are on for most for the most part, you're on overdrive to get that business up and running. Even even with the semi absentee models you're in the business a little bit more because you're the face of that business locally. You're the face of that business in the community. So that's the first couple of years. The transition year that I run into the most is around the third or fourth year 
where now you are hiring and you have the cash flow to be able to become a semi-absentee owner, um, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Where is, how are you going to, to number one, lead yourself? I'm a, I'm a firm believer in Maxwell's first law, the law of the lid. So your franchise is only going to grow as far as you grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and what a lot of, of business owners, small business owners have difficulty understanding is that culture is everything. You know, we hear about culture in, in big businesses and, you know, that kind of thing. But in a small business, um, your culture keeps your people around. Mm. I was fortunate um, of the seven positions that my that image first had, uh, four of my employees were with me for 15 years or more. Um, one gentleman was with me all 17 years. He worked for he worked for us. So, awesome. um, yeah, it was that helped with the continuity because any of the times being a small business, whenever we had to replace one of those other three positions, it threw a wrench into the small business that we hadn't planned for. And being a small business, you don't have the fat to be able to absorb it. Yep. Yep. And it uh, it lasts for years down the road. Yeah. uh, When you talk about that team, uh, adding someone, changing someone, uh, I always looked at, when when someone left, I looked at it as opportunity to kind of reorganize because sometimes things change and the people you have, you, you're not going to get rid of them, but sometimes they're really not the right people, uh, the right people for where you're going. They were the right people for a while, but not where you're going. And I always looked at those as opportunities. But the interesting dynamic, and I'll, I'll just share a quick story. And when I, the training that I went to as a, as a franchisee, our company, had these morning uh, volleyball games before our classes actually started. And it was, um, it, it was done to identify people, uh, people's characteristics in the games. Games can be a real reflection of who somebody is <laughs> when you're playing games. And so we were in this situation, it was kind of a weird situation. We're playing three against two. I, I, <clears throat> I was on the, the two-man team. And, you know, we were losing most of the time, but we had kind of worked out a system where we knew where who was going to get which ball in what place of the court. And we got it down to where we were kind of holding our own. And then um, the founder of the company came in one morning and this was all by design. The founder of the company comes in one morning to, to play volleyball with us. And, you know, like he's like. I don't know. I think he's six, five or six, six. And um, my, my teammate and I are going, Oh man, this is like really cool. We're going to crush these guys. Well, we didn't because of exactly what you said, that dynamic of a new player on the team. You just don't know where everybody's going to move. You don't know how that all fits in and it takes time to make the new team work. So um, awesome, uh, awesome uh, example. Awesome story. Um, now, and I'm really going to put you on the spot here. So uh, we didn't talk about this question at all. So, um, but, you know, hiring has really been a challenge uh, during and, and after the pandemic. So um, I, I got to think this is one thing that you're, you know, as you talk about building, you know, the a key factor, building culture uh, for the franchisees in their, in their small business. So, uh, any any uh, any tips or any things that you coach on today around hiring 
that's made it uh, e a little bit easier for for your clients to to hire the the right people for their culture. Sure. Um, the way I look at at hiring and employees is kind of like going out and finding your your correct fit on your clients and customers. Um, you find where you find where you get the best leads, whether, and that's not only for a conversion rate, it's how do you fit, how do they fit in with your, with the culture that you're building? So you, you go to those networking type events and just like our, our 13 different marketing strategies for franchise development, you want to start with a wider net when you start your business and then narrow that net down to two or three different hiring strategies or sources of leads from which you, you get your best hires. Yep. Yep. I was, uh, you know, the company I came from, obviously the franchise I was involved in was a, was a, a training and coaching company. And yeah, we always approached hiring, uh, as you said, very similar to getting clients. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got to use multiple strategies. You've got to have a, a headline and, and something that pulls people into the conversation. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. So, um, well, and, and Don, I'll add on to this because yeah. that was, that was one of the, uh, that was one of the biggest challenges I had to overcome as a franchise owner was learning how, especially to hire a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Um, that was very difficult. And, um, until I got that down, it, it took about two or three years in the middle of, of my ownership where, I wasn't having good success finding salespeople. So consequently, my, my business didn't grow the way that it should have grown in those two or three years because I was the salesperson and still doing everything else. Yeah. So yeah. learning how, and, and that's where that law of the lid comes in. I didn't know how to do it and, and it held us back. So um, learning how to do something that's a challenge real quick and, and as soon as you can identify it, and that's where the self-awareness comes in of being a leader. Yeah. So, so, um, so learning how to do something new, uh, uh, is really important. You said building the culture is really important. What other kinds of things are you finding that, that, that business owners, franchisees, uh, as small business owners, what are the kinds of things are, are you working on with them? What kinds of questions, you know, should they be asking and uh, of themselves? Yeah. The biggest one that I work on is vision. Hmm. Okay. Always. Number one, you need to have that vision going in. Um, and, and I like to, to say on a scale of, of one to 10, you need your vision to be between a seven and a half to 10 um, in order to be successful in business and to move your to move forward. And that vision is going to change over time. So you want to review that vision and, and where is it leading you now? Uh, maybe you're having, maybe you're having a, a different walk with God this year than you were having last year. So you need to factor that into what is the vision for your company? I'm a firm believer in, and you and I have talked about this in our meetings before in Avoda, which is the ancient Hebrew word for work, worship, and serve. And it, it all ties together, especially when you have a small business and, and, you know, people throw the family term around with small business. You still have to make the tough decisions. Um, so it, it, it's not, it's not quite a family, but it 
can be better than a family. It, it doesn't necessarily have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. yeah, for sure. Um, so the, the, uh, you know, you know, my show's name is franchising pitfalls and profits. So, so as you're, as we're sort of wrapping up a little bit here, um, give me, give me your thoughts on leadership and how that, how that applies or converts into profit for, for the franchisee, for the small business owner. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that I work the framework I work with the franchisees is called the Franchise Owners Dashboard. Um, and it basically lays out eight different overarching leadership areas. The key to it is it keeps them focused. It keeps my clients and, and franchisees focused on what three strategies do I need to accomplish in the next, in the next three months, in the next six months. Um, being a business owner, especially in a small business, it's very easy to get sidetracked mm -hmm. with all kinds of different priorities that are coming in at you and, and different needs. So having that um, focused, being able to, to look down and say, okay, what am I doing today? And I do this every, every Sunday night or Monday morning. What am I accomplishing this week that gets me a step closer to, to my executive dashboard because i i do this myself yep yep that's awesome that's awesome so um all right so in uh just kind of wrapping us up then uh, i always ask this question um is there anything else we that you want to say you want to share on the topic of leadership on the topic of of buying a, a franchise uh, uh, uh on the topic of getting into the right getting into the right franchise, anything else that, you know, as you were preparing uh, to talk to our audience, anything else that you wanted to be sure that you communicated before, before we wrap up? Absolutely. If, if anybody is, is contemplating getting into business for themselves, check out franchising. There's three different ways to get into to business ownership. You can start up your own business. You can buy an existing business, which is 80 to 90% fail rate because of culture for the most part, or you can get into franchising to start your business. And when I say building an empire, I'm not necessarily talking about wealth. I'm talking about your community impact, your, yeah. your, your impact on your employees and their lives. Um, so absolutely check out franchise building expert. We are, doing it differently than I've seen anybody else do it. Uh, and we have a lot more experience than, than most. So that's a shout out to Don and his group. And, and I'm just happy to be part of it. All right, sir. So audience, if you are, if you are an existing franchisee, or if you're contemplating owning a business of your own, even whether it's through franchising or not, the keys you want to you want to remember from what Lucas shared is be the CEO of your company. Even if you're CEO of yourself and you're only starting by yourself, be the CEO, uh, lead yourself. Um, as you start to bring people on, establish the culture that you want, have a clarity on the vision. Uh, and if you're going to make a profit uh, consistently, you got to be focused on what's got to be done. And I'll add the 90-day planning. We work a lot on 90-day plans. You've got to be focused on what's going to 
move your company forward. Uh, Luke, man, you've been awesome. Uh, and I appreciate your being with me. Don, thank you. Bless you.